My name's Mark Cassoni. I'm the millionaire father. And I'm Lindsay Torres, the daughter and emotional freedom expert. Welcome to the Magnetize Your Millions show, the podcast where you activate your inner million. Welcome to the Magnetize Your Million Show. I'm Mark Tassoni. And I'm Lindsay Torres. And this is the podcast where you actualize the millionaire within. And today is episode number three. And I'm excited to be talking to you about one of my favorite subjects, which is entitled leverage. And so if you want to become a millionaire of any sort, it requires leverage. And so I'm going to talk to you about two particular areas that if you focus in on, it will help you to actualize this millionaire within much quicker, regardless of what type you want to become. If you want to become a cash flow millionaire, which we spoke about, if you want to have a million or millions of dollars in the bank, or if you want to have it in net worth or however it is you want to get it, it requires leverage. So there's two things that you're going to need to leverage if you want to grow wealthy. And the first and foremost is beliefs. Now, I know this might sound a little strange to some of you beliefs. You know, in the Bible, it says, as you believe, so it'll be unto you. Belief is what moves the needle of everything in your life. It is foundational. It is incredibly foundational. And so... The distinction here is for you to start to take a look at what you're believing, because whatever is showing up is a result of what you're believing. So let me give you two in particular, if you want to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire, that would be really helpful for you to focus in on. So number one would be any sort of belief in scarcity. And uh, I can remember when I was a kid, I was in line at the grocery store and, you know, at the grocery store, there's gum and candy as you're checking out. And I'd look up at my mother with a pack of gum and she'd be like, what do I look like? I'm made of money. And she would give me this stern look like, so you're a little kid, you're looking up and you're like, well, I guess you're not made of money. So eventually you start to come to the conclusion that money is tough to come by or money doesn't grow on trees, or money is the root of all evil, or the love of money is the root of all evil. Any of these kind of beliefs, uh, scarcity type beliefs, money is bad, filthy rich. I grew up on that one. I'll tell you, my father used to use that all the time. Oh, this guy's filthy rich. Who wants to be filthy and rich? Not me. I'd like to be clean and rich. So the idea here is for you to start to take a look at what you're believing. And I've got some really great news for you tonight. And I really want you to jot this down because it is this simple. We overcomplicate this. Belief is nothing but a decision. Belief is a decision. Think about this. The story I just told about my mom. What do I look like a bank? What do you think money grows on trees? I got this message over and over and over again. So just think about what you do as a child. You make a decision. Eventually you come to a conclusion and you say, wow, money must be scarce. Just like you came to that conclusion, you can let that conclusion go and you can create another one. And of course, that's where Lindsay comes in. She can help you to do this. 
So, but I do want you to realize that at the foundational level, it's nothing but a choice. It's a decision that you make. When I was 16 years old, I met my girlfriend's mother's boss. She was cleaning his house. He was a multimillionaire. And I just got the idea in my mind that I want to become a millionaire. So once you start getting these ideas running through your mind, which I believe is spirit trying to come through and work through your life, it necessitates up-leveling your belief system. If you don't up-level your belief system, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Now, if you worked in the post office, if you worked in the post office and you were making 50000 a year, there would probably be no reason whatsoever for you to change your belief system. As long as you can place the stamp on the envelope and do what is required to get the mail out, you are going to get paid. Where this gets a little different than this, the slope gets slippery, is when you choose to be a speaker, an author, a coach, a services salesperson, a salesperson, an entrepreneur, own your own company, then all of a sudden you have just set a goal. You say, hey, I'm going to do something different than from where I came from. As soon as you declare you're going to do something different, you vacuum up anything unlike what is different. And what you vacuum up is limited, unsupportive beliefs. Now, a belief is energetic. It is also something we think about and feel about, but it's something in our being that we become very certain and very convinced that this is the way it is. The irony of it is, is two salesmen go to Africa and nobody in Africa has shoes. One salesman looks at the landscape and says, nobody here is buying any shoes. They don't have any money. And the other salesman says, wow, look at all these people without shoes. I am going to sell a ton of shoes. And so it's the same event, but everybody looks at it different. So you've got to understand your perspective and your beliefs are very subjective to your past experience. And what I'm telling you here is you can leverage them at a highest level and you can up-level them. So you start to believe things like this. Money does grow on trees. In fact, there's more than enough. You know, every time I spend money, the thought I have in my head, when I spend it, when I pay my expenses, when I write checks out in the company, which is a lot of checks, there's always more than enough. There's more where that came from. What is the thought you have when you spend money? When you pay your quote unquote bills? I love that term, bills. I don't use that. I use expenses. Bills are for victims. Who created the expenses? Who ordered the cell phone? Who rented the property? Who bought the property? Who bought the car? You bought the car. So the way you honor that is by paying it back. I'm going sideways here. Let me get back. So the point is, it's about beliefs. You got to up-level your belief. There's more where that came from. There's always more than enough. Money does grow on trees. Money comes to me. I am a money magnet. Start to think like this about yourself and watch what happens. The second thing you got to learn to leverage is people. And unfortunately, most of us have been hurt by people. So we've actually developed beliefs about people that people are dangerous, people are not safe, people will screw me over, people will hurt me, people will abuse me. 
We've got all kinds of people beliefs. Now, I find that an interesting paradox for those of you who want to get into business. And the reason I find that interesting is because you don't make money without people. Making money requires people. Now, I will say, you don't have to have a relationship with people today. Interestingly enough, with the power of the internet, you don't have to talk to anybody and you can make money, but it still requires people. At the end of the day, it requires people. So if you're believing in vibrating out into the universe that I don't trust people, I don't like them, they'll screw you over, they'll hurt you, you are literally putting out energy that's going to push it away. So what you want to do is you want to up-level that belief. You want to release and let go. And of course, that's where Lindsay comes in. Lindsay helps people let go of their woundedness from other people. She helps people to let go of their woundedness that they received in and around abundance. And so what you want to do is you want to up-level your belief system around people that says, I love people and people love me. I'm a magnet for great people. Everywhere I turn, great people are coming to me because you've got to get leverage. Give an example of leverage. You know, I own my own business. We have 145 to 150 employees. So those employees are leveraging me, the business owner, and our vision for the business and the company. They're leveraging us and they get a, they get a, they get a job and a paycheck and that creates stability. I'm leveraging them. I'm leveraging their energy, their resources, their skill, their abilities, their capabilities to take a job and to perform it. So it, it's leverage. You know, they, they have done studies on millionaires and many, many millionaires have over 100 employees. You don't need that today, though. You can, you can do a great bit of financial reward and impact uh, by yourself but you are going to need people in certain areas. And I, I think here I'm talking to the speaker, author, coach type person. You're still going to need people. You can do it by yourself, but you might need people to help you with the internet. You might need people to help you with technology. You might need people to help you get booked out, salespeople. So at the end of the day, if you have a hang up with people, I guess what I'm saying to you is get over it, let it go, and let's move on. Because if you really want to get to your destiny, you've got to bring on people. One last thing I want to say about it, Lindsay, and then I'll flip it over to you, is that I want to talk about people and partnerships. Uh, one of the things I've done very well at in business is partnerships. And I hear people say all the time, oh, you can't have partners. So hard to have partners. And I'm not saying it's easy to have partners, but I am saying this that when you can leverage the efforts of others and you can partner with somebody, you might have a great unique ability, but you can't get it out because you're not good at technology. So you leverage technology. It's real simple. You partner with somebody who is good at technology. And so maybe that is going to stretch you to dig deeper in that partnership to become more to become better, to become more flexible, to become more open-minded, to become more working in team. I promise you, people and partnering will stretch the living daylights out of you. Uh, but while they're stretching you, you're probably going to stretch your income right there with it. And so that's what I got to say about leverage tonight, Lindsay. Uh, maybe you could get into a little bit of the energetics of leverage. What do you think about that? I love it. <laughs> All right. I wanted to add one thing quickly, something that 
I changed a while ago when you're talking about our beliefs. The words that we use are so important. Every single word we speak has energy behind it. And one thing I hear so many people say is, and this is just an example, but I can't afford this. It's not a matter of you can't afford it. It's that you might not see the value in something. So even changing that from, I can't afford this to just being honest with yourself and it's okay to, I don't see the value in this. You're taking back your power of, if you can't afford something, you're coming from victim as if there's nothing you can do to obtain that. Rather than if I don't see value in this, you're taking back your power and there is a way for you to get it. You just don't see the value of doing it or going after it. So, and going into leverage with energy, I just wrote a post about this the other day. We have the laws of the universe and just getting a little metaphysical here. One of the laws of the universe, first of all, they're always working the law of gravity. It keeps us on the ground and whether we know about it or not, whether we study it, whether we've never heard of it before, it's always working no matter what. And so one of the laws that I've been studying a little bit is called the law of resonance. And in my work in the emotion code, I clear from people what's called an emotional resonance or an emotional reverberation. So basically what this is, and it is an energy in your body of a specific emotion, let's say guilt or shame, And your body is basically ringing at the vibration of that emotion. Just like if you went and hit a bell, it would continue to ring after you hit it. This is what happens in your body with energies and with different emotions. So going deeper with beliefs, your body has to really feel it on an energetic level to adopt it into your energy body. And you have to clear out the things that do not align with those beliefs. So you can't be saying I am abundant or I am prosperous or I am a millionaire, but then your underlying energy going back to the resonances that you're sending out have to do with lack. And so the law of resonance is basically that whatever, and it's similar to the law of attraction. You guys have probably heard about that. Whatever vibration is in your body, the energy that's in your body, you're sending that out. You're like a cell phone tower or a microwave or a cell phone. You're sending out vibrations all the time, whether you realize it or not, this law is working in your favor or not in your favor. And it's not good or bad. It's just responding to the stimuli that it's getting. So changing the energies in your body to what you want to attract in life will attract that back to you. So we sometimes, if somebody treats us a certain way, it's most likely because there's something in our own bodies and energy that we're sending out. So changing those beliefs, getting leverage, using the law of the universe and learning about them and leveraging them to obtain and attract and create the life that we like and the life that we desire. Very cool. Yeah. Are you done or you got more on it? You can go. (laughs) That was good stuff. But you know, what it brings up for me is, uh, so if you shift your belief, essentially you're shifting your vibration, you know, if you change your belief from, you know, money doesn't grow on trees to there's always more than enough. There's always more than enough is vibrating higher than money doesn't grow on trees. 
And so therefore you're going to attract that back to yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect match. I love it. So what could we do for an action step here? We got to leave these folks with an action step. You got any in mind? I do. If you don't go for it, <laughs> All right, let's go for it while you think about it. And uh, what, what I want to do is I want to give you like a belief exercise and it's so simple. I did this many, many years ago. I think I was 20. And when I first started doing belief work, by the way, I'm still doing belief work. And the reason I still do belief work is because I'm still vacuum, vacuuming up levels and layers because I keep setting new and bigger and better goals. And, and so when you set a new goal, you vacuum up. And when, you, when your life expands, when you become more, uh, some of those limitations come to the surface. So you got to work it out. At any rate, the book I read at 20 years old was Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And he does a lot with belief work. And it's really, really simple. All you really got to do is on a piece of paper is I'll give you my version of this. On a piece of paper, just write down, what is it that I desire? So you write down your desire. So for example, I desire to become a millionaire or I desire to make 100,000 a month or I desire to become a cash flow millionaire and make $8,000 a month, which is the equivalent of having a million dollars in the bank at 8%. So whatever it is you desire, you write down your desire. Then what you do is you ask yourself this question, what beliefs am I carrying that are separating me from my desire? So what is separating me from my desire? And so you just gotta do a little bit of introspection So you got your desire. You got what is separating me from my desire? What am I believing that is separating me from my desire? You know, I think it was Lao Tzu who said, know thyself. I hope I'm quoting the right person here. And But I know that like there's so many philosophers who said, know thyself. Like it's it's so important to know yourself and what is going on inside your cranium? What's going inside of your mind? What's happening? So... What is it I desire? What is separating me from my desire in the form of beliefs? And then the third step is going to be to choose anew. And one of my favorite Bible verses is Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you choose anew. Every day you choose anew. Today, there is more than enough. And there is more where that came from. Wake up again tomorrow. Today, there is more than enough. And there is more where that came from. Release and let go of the scarcity. Wake up the next day. Today, there is more than enough. And there's always more where that came from. There's always more. There is always more than enough. See, this is a very supportive way to believe about yourself if you're an entrepreneur and you want to wake up that millionaire with it. So again, you're going to write down your desire. What is it I desire? What is separating me from that desire in the form of beliefs? And then I'm going to choose a new, and here's what I choose, and write down your new beliefs. So that would be my take on doing a little bit of belief work. And you can do that around abundance. You can do it around people. I'd love to see you write down what your beliefs are around people. So in this case here, you could just literally forget about step one, your desire, and just write down 
things I believe about people. I love listening to comedians who, who can't stand people and they just torment them and, and they ridicule them and make fun of them and they turn it funny. But the real thing is they really do believe that about people. And so if you can determine your limited beliefs around people and then you can choose a new for yourself and say, you know what, from today forward, I'm making a new decision. Go back to episode one, a real decision. I'm making a new, new decision about people. From here forward, I love people, people love me. I am a magnet for great people. All the good people come to me. The technology guy I desperately want and need is coming to me. The salesperson who can sell my products and service is coming to me. The marketing director is coming to me. The CEO, the COO, the CFO, the whoever-o is coming to me. People come to me. So start to believe differently. Any insights on that, Lindsay, energetically, or should we just leave them with that? I love it. It's great. I, I would like to add another practice. Go ahead. Uh, and this is, this might not be something they can do right now, but during the next week, if you have something that comes up where you feel lack mentality or unworthy or anything comes up that you do not like to feel, I'll bring this also back to Tony Robbins when he says motion creates emotion. I want you to do something that literally changes your body language. So if you are depressed or sad, your shoulders are shrugged, your breathing is shallow. I want you to dance or do some crazy movement or go for a run, just do something. And then think of the desire that you do want and embody that in your body. So at Tony Robbins seminars, he has you jumping up and down and listening to really upbeat music and then say that desire out loud. And you're literally getting the energy of that desire in your body. So you're changing. And this is hard for me. This has been really hard over the years, but forcing your body to have different physiology when you just want to feel bad or you do feel bad, changing that in the moment. That's what also changes your beliefs is holding yourself accountable, calling yourself out in the moment and redirecting yourself to what feels good. Awesome, Lindsay, I love it. Well, thank you, everybody. This is another episode of, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Magnetize Your Millions. Magnetize Your Millions. And what you're going to do is awakening, awaken the millionaire within, and we'll see you on episode four. And that's it for tonight.